The Bible Study Podcast, episode 625. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Nehemiah with chapter 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We have the story of Nehemiah going on. You may recall that they're rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. This is post the time of the exile in Babylon. And they're doing this great work. They've had some opposition, so they're doing this work now with their sword in one hand and a brick in another hand. But then we have a different story coming up today, a interruption with another important matter. Nehemiah helps the poor. Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their fellow Jews. Some were saying, We and our sons and daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. Others were saying, We are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, We have had to borrow money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. Although we are of the same flesh and blood as our fellow Jews, and though our children are as good as theirs, yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. When I heard their outcry and these charges, I was very angry. I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles, and officials. I told them, you are charging your own people interest. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, as far as possible, we have bought back our fellow Jews who were sold to the Gentiles. Now you are selling your own people only for them to be sold back to us. They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So I continued, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? I and my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain, but let us stop charging interest. Give back to them immediately their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses, and also the interest you are charging them, 1% of the money, grain, new wine, and olive oil. We will give it back, they said, and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. Then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath to do what they had promised. I also shook out the folds of my robe and said, In this way may God shake out of their house and possessions anyone who does not keep this promise. So may such a person be shaken out and emptied. At this, the whole assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did as they had promised. Moreover, from the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, until the thirty-second year, twelve years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allotted to the governor. But the earlier governors, those preceding me, placed a heavy burden on the people and took forty shekels of silver from them in addition to the food and wine. Their assistants also lorded it over the people, but out of the reference for God, I did not act like that. Instead, I devoted myself to the work on this wall. All my men were assembled there for the work. We did not acquire any land. Furthermore, 150 Jews and officials ate at my table, as well as those who came to us from the surrounding nations. 
Each day one ox, six choice sheep, and some poultry were prepared for me, and every ten days an abundant supply of wine of all kinds. In spite of all this, I never demanded the food allotted to the governor, because the demands were heavy on these people. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people." So we see something that is going on, and I'd like to say that this is a thing that only happened in this time just three centuries before Jesus. But it is something that you can see if you look at today. We have two different approaches to what it means to be, in our terms, a politician, in their terms, a ruler or an official. We see Nehemiah who is looking out for the people. He is what we would call a public servant. He is doing this for the public good. He's doing this in service to God, and he is not trying to make himself wealthy. Uh, This is something that would be good to find people like this today. People actually care for the people. So he has a role right now as the governor. And I think this is maybe the first time we were told that he was actually sent in this capacity. But as he is sent as the cupbearer of the king, as he's sent as the representative of the king, he is acting here as governor in the land of Judah. And he has a salary that is being paid to him for that. And not only is he not taking that salary, but he is supporting other people. He is doing this for the good of the people. And it, Not taking the salary is something that we've seen different politicians do, and some do it for good reasons, and some do it for PR reasons, and that's, you know, good, but then the question is, are the choices they're making for their benefit, or the choices they're making for the people's benefit? And what we see Nehemiah doing and saying are consistent. He is saying that you people, you officials, you nobles— are literally selling the people back into slavery after we've been purchasing them out of slavery. And he means that very literally, slavery. And not only that, you're purchasing them, you're selling them in slavery so that we can buy them out again. So that means we're not able to buy someone else out of slavery too. We are literally making the people of God smaller and less free. And, you know, that wouldn't be a good campaign slogan, if you are running again, is, you know, let's make the country less free. But that's what they're doing. And what that means is they're using their offices or they're using their privileges. And in this case, the privilege would be you're born into a noble family, you're born into riches. Um, And people who are born into riches may think that they have earned it. We see that from time to time. Or they may see it as the noblesse oblige, the obligation of the nobility. To those who have been given much, more will be expected. I think even in our time, it is more common to see the former than the latter. More common to see people who have plenty still want more and not be concerned as much who they are taking it from. In this case, these people are taking it from those who are poor so that they can have even more. And that is, as Nehemiah is saying, contrary to the will of God. You are literally selling the people of God into slavery. Can you think of anything worse than that? 
which are great words, but I love this fact that we then find out that his words and his actions are consistent. That he wasn't doing all the things that he was doing because he was trying to make a point. He was doing them because he felt they were the right thing to do. To not take the money, to not put an ever more heavy burden on the people, to support those people who are coming to help out, to have people eating at his table, to using his money and his family's money, it sounds like. So Nehemiah is also someone who is resources that others don't have, to using them in the benefit of the people of God, buying people literally out of slavery and setting them free. So a couple things with that is, is, is our are our actions consistent with our words and our beliefs? Because they are supposed to be. And also, as we think about rulers and leaders and politicians who we are electing, because we have that privilege, we should look probably, I think, for people who have a heart for service, not for people who are looking to get out of this what they want to get out of this. Not for people who are looking for the benefit for them, you know, certainly not for those who are corrupt, um, because the perversion of justice is something the prophets preached against that caused the Babylonian captivity. Right, that is one of those things that's that God used as a measure for the righteousness of the people was those corrupt judges and officials. So instead we should look for those who have a servant's heart, who understand that everything given to them has been given to them by God for God's use and purpose. And what can they do with that that will bring good into this world? With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We'll get back to building a wall next week. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.